The Nerd Eternal Podcast Network presents... Hello and welcome to today's episode of I'm Too Old for This. I'm your host, the Todd Father, and joining me are... The experience that some call Jason. And... The token young guy, Tarky. <laughs> Alright folks, today we'll be talking about guilty pleasures... What are the things that you like that people really say you shouldn't or that you enjoy that you really would like to keep to yourself? I have none, so I will start with the experience known as Jason. I guess I will start off with a cartoon on Cartoon Network called Steven Universe. The first season of the show was kind of episode by episode, you know, Monster of the Week, just kind of goofy kid cartoon. It didn't really grab me until the second season. They start doing a lot more storytelling. Uh, things get a little darker. It just really kind of grabbed me, seeing what they would do, you know, how far they could go with a children's cartoon. It's a bit of a guilty pleasure for me because of uh, how kiddish it was in the first season and how much of the creator Rebecca Sugar's politics come into it after that. I, it's not, they're not politics I particularly agree with, but she's telling a good story with it, and as opposed to, sometimes people put their politics, start putting their politics into a story. It's too much. They they're just beating you in the head with it. You know, they're they're cramming it down your throat. They're not trying to tell a good story. They're just getting their message out. She does a good job of still making an enjoyable cartoon that has her message, as opposed to say Coach Black Panther that just started off. It was nothing but the message. It was his message that would occasionally guest star the Black Panther. Kind of like the main character. What? T'Challa's barely in the early episode, early issues of Black Yeah, Panther. that's exactly what I'm talking about. For Steven Universe, she avoids that. Despite her politics being all throughout it, or her message being all throughout it, it doesn't bog the story down. It just kind of flows in with the story. And, you know, they're fairly superhero-y, and there's all kinds of little mysteries and so forth in the background that you're trying to figure out. It's really just, I find it to be really enjoyable. I don't necessarily run around talking about it a lot, though. Because it's a kid's cartoon, and I'm, you know, almost 40. Yeah, you're old as dirt. Just go yeah. and say it, you're old as dirt. Younger than you. Yeah, whatever. See, you've missed the hill that I topped as a child was, like, social media was a thing, you know, before I was 20. Yeah, adults watch cartoons now. This is true. This is true. It is probably me having a slightly older mindset. It's not that I really care exactly, but, you know. Like, I'm sure if you mentioned you know, that you've watched Steven Universe in public, you know, to friends or people you talk to at work, they'd be like, huh, all right, and they'd go on with their lives. Well, yeah. I work with a lot of kids about your age, though. And, yeah, some of us do sit around and talk about it. Yeah, because it's not as much... There, there used to be a social stigma about a lot of nerd topics, and I've seen that historically. I use air quotes there, for the record. Yeah, he totally did. I realize this is not a visual podcast. Trust me. But it's just, I don't know. As far as it goes, I don't think guilty pleasures are as much of guilty pleasures as they used to be. That's true. I can remember a day when the Todd father over here would grumble if we were going through line and he was buying one of his Marvel Legends and it was a pretty girl at the register. Yeah, it's been a few years back, though. Yeah, now I got old enough not to care. Also... Let's be honest, to have a guilty pleasure, you'd have to live in a society that had shame. 
It is, you know, it's, well, I'm embarrassed of this because I'm ashamed of doing this activity. Yeah, ain't a whole hell of a lot of shame. True. Yeah. And geek is, geek is, you know, chic right now. Yeah. Well, geek fat. Everybody's a nerd till it's time to do nerd shit. <laughs> you know. Then it's, you know, sweet God. You know, you, you can still run into some things. I, I, you know, talked to women and were like, you know, I'd rather date a man that's been to jail than one that reads comic books, but, you know, I'm old enough to go, oh, then you're a stupid so-and-so and I go about my damn business. You know, you have fun with that prison. I think my thing is I'm old enough not to care. I don't have a lot of, you know. I'm old, but you hit crotchety old. Yeah, I've yeah I've hit that level of I don't have any any Fs to give, so it's just, yeah, I, I do what I want to, and if you like it, fine. If you don't, you know, get the hell off my lawn. You know, I don't care. <laughs> All right, Tarky is the token young guy. What's your guilty pleasure? As far as what I'm, what I'm calling guilty pleasure is something that I temporarily like, and then, you know, maybe a day later I go, oh, why do I waste my time with this, is a very specific type of game called an idle game. And one of my friends has defined me playing an idle game as, Taylor, you've taken a game that you're supposed to cut on, walk away from, come back a little bit later and then do stuff with, and you're just doing stuff with it the whole time. You've turned an, a game you're not supposed to be on to an active game where you're just constantly doing things. Okay, me and, me and the Todd Father old. Explain exactly what an idle game is. An idle game is an incremental game where, at first, uh... One of the big ones that started up was called Cookie Clicker. And it's just a cookie in the middle, and you click on it, and you keep clicking, and you build up money that you then buy a factory with, in which then it starts automatically producing cookies. And then you keep buying you know, more advanced buildings and buildings. And at some point, the game's speed is kind of locking up. We're like, all right, I can't progress much faster with all this automatic stuff and the clicking. And you do, you know, you do something that resets your game, but gives you some kind of extra currency that gives you a speed boost, and you keep just going on. And more or less, you're supposed to, you know, pop in once or twice a day, spend all your money to upgrade, and then pop out. About like a lot of the Facebook games. Yeah. Like a Farmville well, or a... Yeah, once again, these games have started growing, you know, exponentially, and there's a huge amount of them. But my huge, my big problem with it is the fact that I'll, I'll just pop one on, and I'll start doing stuff, and I'll be like, it's starting to get a little slow. And I'll go, you know, pop a YouTube video, and I'll just be flipping between the two of them, and I'll end up... It never matches up where, alright, nothing's progressing in the game, and a video's over. Either the video will be over, and I'm like, well, I need like two more minutes of gameplay to get this thing, so I'll pop another video on. Or I'll be like, alright, there's nothing really to do in the game, but I got 15 more minutes of show to watch, I'll just watch that 15 minutes. And I'll end up spending a whole day just doing an idle game. And then, you know, I'll go to bed that night and be like... I kind of wasted this whole day. What am I doing with my life? Yeah, like, I meant to actually play something today. But it just, like, it grips me in this weird way I don't know why. And then once I'm away from it, I just go, ugh, and I feel real bad about it. You just don't come back to it? Well, like, sometimes I'll come back to them if there's some aspect of it that's not purely idle. Like, there's a game, Realm Grinder, that... You know, you pick a faction, and that faction produces off certain things, and I kind of liked it, because it tells a little story as you progress the game. There's a little bit more of a game. Right, it's more of a game than just 
Hey, you're getting bigger. Hey, you're getting bigger. Oh, time to reset. Hey, you're getting bigger. You know, and one of the big popular ones of that model is Fallout Shelter. I've heard of that one. Everybody check it out. Though. Yeah. Uh, you start a show. You start a uh, one of the vaults. Yeah, one of the vaults. You can number it whatever you like, and I think the number you give it does a seed generation. But I'm not a hundred percent sure on that because I've only played one. And I'd pop it on it, and I spent seven hours on it in one day. And then I popped off and I went, no, no, I have games I've paid for that I need to play because Fallout Shelter is free at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'll end up wasting two or three days and then drop it and not come back to it. So with you, it's one that, you know, it's a pleasure that you'd later feel guilty about right. as opposed to... Because, like, I've got other things to do. But once I start working on it, my brain just goes, well, you're progressing, and you're so close to that next little milestone. Just keep going. Which is what hooked you with those guys. Yeah, and I, and I, just, I just keep going to the, just keep going a little bit until I'm out of daylight and I need to sleep for work. And I go, uh... <laughs> Okay, so other than Idle Gaming or Steven Universe, are there any other dark secrets that you want to talk about that, you know? Well, there's a series of novels I read called Cape High. The superhero novels, I read a lot of superhero since the actual comics suck, I get my superhero fix through movies and books now. Cape High is aimed at a slightly younger audience. Uh, probably junior high. Teenish. And it kind of, and there are aspects of the setting and stuff that, that kind of shows through. And it's all about them starting, it's all about the supers of a world starting up a school to train their children since super never quite fit in you know, amongst normal folk. Each individual book will focus more or less on one particular child while still using kind of the whole ensemble cast. What grabbed me in the early books, and we're up to book 19 now, so they're, they're kind of deep, you know, got, have gotten kind of deep. What would hold my attention in the early ones was you you would have the individual kids plot in each individual book. But you'd have kind of the adults would have their uh, would have a plot that was arcing through, you know, like the first first four books are one story arc, and then like the next four, and then after that they get kind of random. But but the adult stories would hold my interest. They were a little darker sometimes, like the kind of Superman in the setting. You weren't in the early ones. You weren't entirely certain how sane he was. It's his son running the school, and he's really just kind of a douche. The son or the Superman knockoff? Uh, the Superman knockoff. Okay. You have a time travel story where he's trying to save his wife, knowing that it will erase his daughter from his second marriage out of existence. Yeesh. Okay. Yeah, but he is, he, is, he is super focused on his wife. Well, his son basically raised that, sis- that half-sister of his. And, you know, as much as he'd like to save his mom, he's not sacrificing his sister to do it. And Superior, the, the Superman-ish guy, basically threatens to wipe everybody in the school out if he gets in his way. Yeah, okay. That's... Now, you don't know how likely he was to follow through with it. You know, he has eased up as the series has gone on. But uh, but early on, he wasn't overly interested in his family. Uh, the guy that's the principal of the school, Nico, had been a 
he'd been a villain, not really, not a murderous type villain, but you know, he'd take what he wanted kind of guy. So Superior had not been overly interested in him. The daughter Liz wasn't really good and grown. When the books start up, everybody thinks Superior's dead. He's been in an explosion. His mind's been wiped. He's been, he's working for somebody else. So he never saw Liz as an adult. He only really gets interested in her when he starts finding out what her power level is. Because you have family lines, and he's really big on the superior line, you know, being top-notch. As the books progress, he eases up. He, he, he begins to connect with his grandchildren. He's still kind of a tool by book 19, but you're no longer wondering if he's a complete psychopath. Okay, so your guilty pleasure is Steven Universe and a young adult book. A series of young adult books. Okay, a series of young adult books. Yeah, sort of. It's one of the things where you think, oh, yeah, this is, this is kind of kid stuff. But I like it. Yeah, well, yeah. It sounds appropriately gritty. Yeah. At least yeah, when you, got in, when you get into the, uh, to the, to the adult characters' storylines, it, it, it gets a little bit rougher. And I think you may be taking a little bit, a little bit of salt there, because a lot of things geared towards kids are also geared towards adults. Take, let me see, let me think, think of something appropriate for you. The Flintstones, because you were probably a kid when Flintstones was. Flintstones originally came out. TVs were still in black and white. Yeah, so you were a kid. <laughs> oh, bye. <laughs> But yes, they, you still had lots of Flintstone but Flintstones reruns. had entire storylines. Well, I remember they were in color, too. I watched some when I was real little. Yeah, the color ones really the only ones they re-ran. I remember actually watched them in black and white. Yeah. But, you know, they'd have storylines where, like, the wives would tell them not to stay out too late. And they'd go stay out too late. And the kids were like, oh, they're staying up past bedtime. Whereas the adult, you go, no, they're going to a club, and they're married. Mm-hmm. And the wives were like, don't go to this club, please. And they sneak out and go to the club. That's an adult theme. But for kids, the kid theme was, oh, they're staying out late. They're not supposed to stay out late. They they're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Well, as well, an adult, you're like, they're about to cheat on their wives. Well, I don't think you'll ever go that far with it. No, but it had adult themes. And also... Well, keep in mind, when Flintstones originally aired, it was more or less a primetime cartoon. It was almost like a proto-Simpsons. And when they re-ran it, they tended to rerun it on Saturday mornings or, you know, when, you know, you're kind of kid time blocks. But what I mean is, you know, it was a cartoon and it had story. The, the main crux of stories had versions where the older aspect of this. Mm-hmm. You know, it was... You, you may have a point there. Did, Steven Universe does that to some degree. Yeah. Even Adventure Time, truthfully. Okay. Well, my, that was, I mean, that was around my time period and it's still... Somebody actually paid enough attention to the Flintstones to... Ah, just keep my mouth shut. Because... <laughs> <laughs> the Flintstones was always a cartoon that I watched because I was waiting for something that I actually wanted to see that came on after it. Or, you know, there was a really cool commercial for the Godzilla Shogun Warriors that I saw. I think that was my biggest block of Flintstones. When the Godzilla Shogun Warrior came out, I saw the commercial on that channel, so I watched copious amounts of the Flintstones to show my parents the toy that I wanted in hopes it would come. That's it! That's it! Now I can finally stop, stop watching this crap. Yeah. <laughs> it might not be the best example, but I, it was the first thing that popped in my head. It got your point across. It did. It totally did. You know, Shrek had things like Shrek's that. Shrek's a really good know. example of that, yeah. A lot of your modern animation does that. Well, here's a little something to keep the parents... The parents may not love the movie, but here's a little something to keep them, you know, 
Yeah, to keep them, keep from them going, somewhat entertained. Yeah, from going, oh, sweet God in heaven. Yeah. At least this way, they're not sitting there thinking this entire thing is insipid. True. Even when it's kind of insipid. Yeah. <laughs> Just because you didn't like Ratatouille, don't mean other people didn't. I didn't stay awake during Ratatouille. Yeah, you are old. I saw, I saw, I saw like the Pixar cartoon at the at the beginning, and the credits. That's it. Would sleep. Well, it's a show about a rat. I care less. I don't like rats. Rats are a traditional cartoon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, hey, it's a show about a rat. It's about a rat in a restaurant touching people's food because God knows that's what I want. I want to eat a restaurant with rats. The rat did not touch people's food. He was asleep. He didn't watch it. That's true. That's true. right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So if you go, well, that wasn't what the movie was about. How the hell should I know? It's sleep. I ain't about to argue with somebody who don't know the information they're arguing about. We just gonna let the man say it and keep going. So have you thought of uh, a guilty pleasure? No, I, I still can't think of one that. Well, see, guilty pleasure in the traditional sense, I don't have one either. It was just like it's something I wasted too much time on. I know I waste too much time on it, and I still do it again. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm trying to think of anything that I do where I go, oh man, I felt bad that I wasted a whole day doing this because. Like I said, I'm old. If it's completely beneath me, I go to sleep. <laughs> what? Well, what about anything you? Oh, no, well, no, I didn't watch Empire's Power. Oh, Power okay. is something that I kind of go, oh, this is horribly bad, and it's a bad depiction of black people, but I watch it. Yeah. You know. But that's one of those kind of things where eh, I don't feel bad about it. Particularly, it's just like, yeah. You know, I watch it and kind of go, okay. Yeah, it could have gone better. Well, at least everybody's scum and I keep going. It's not just black people that are scum yeah. in power. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's everybody, if they show up in power, they suck. And once you come to that healthy realization, you stop feeling bad about it. So, that's not one. Um, I could say pro wrestling because it tends to be fairly racist and I know it's fake. But even that, I don't feel bad about it because hell, I been watching it since I was a little kid, so eh. It's tradition. That makes it okay. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> uh, I'd go into the argument about calling wrestling fake is kind of rude, but Yeah, but when it's, it's when predetermined. You, when you have predetermined things, yeah. The, ath- the athleticism is real. The it's fact, a neat stunt show. Yeah. But yeah. the fact that I don't everybody mean the involved, matches are fake, I'm yeah. fine with saying, but like what I mean is the dude did go through a table. The dude did fall off the cell. Well, he went through a prefab table. The cell, I'll give you, but that table yeah. ain't this table. It's well, it's, it might it's be part of a board. that table. That table's not. Yeah, no, that table's actually fairly pretty. Yeah, yeah. The trick is, the trick is when you see people taking shots with chairs. There's, there's the real chairs, and then there's the hit somebody with them chairs, and they ain't the same thing. It, it's a good, it's a good show. Uh, for me personally, it didn't hold up well once I start seeing them live. TV, you get the right shot. Yeah. Live, you you notice that yeah that punch ain't nowhere close to connecting. Yeah. So it's it's all the angle you're saying over. Yep. Yeah. Another thing I was sorry, I I really dislike when people are just like wrestling is fake, just because like so is every piece of media we consume Mm -hmm. that's fictional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's if you go well, it's it's a sport. Well, there's athleticism. It ain't really a sport. It's soap opera. It's it's a lot of stuff. You know, it's Lucha Underground takes it 
just to flat out, hey, it's a show. It's a soap opera with a simulated something in the center, but yeah, there ain't no real to it. I'm actually old enough when they used to go, oh yeah, 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 it's not fake, it's like boxing. No, not like boxing. It's it's predetermined, it's got writers. Yeah. So, that's that's my thing of, yeah, it's... If you want to, if you want to see a sport, watch MMA. If you want to see a soap opera, watch WWE. Hmm. They're different. But again, it's not something that I particularly go... Oh, you know, shame. All right, you must yeah, have it. Yeah. I spent all day watching, you know, a pay-per-view. Yeah. Did you pay for it? No. <laughs> well, Do you feel guilty about that? Not really. You know, I could go, well... Well, my thing with, like, Marvel Comics right now, I read those, and they're a waste of time. But even then, they go, did you pay for it? No. <laughs> Do you feel bad about it? No. Not $5 a book. You know, that's, that's actually where I would have felt some shame. Oh, my God, I paid $5 for this crap. That, that would have been shameful. You would have felt shameful because you supported someone pooping in your hand. Pretty much. But yeah, I just read them. Oh, look at this. This, this sucks. <laughs> nice middle image there, thank you. Well, well, I mean, you're like, well, I just read a steaming pile of crap. I mean, people call it that. Fair enough. It's the terminology. You know, I can, I can say that I felt guilty walking out of the Last Jedi, considering I walked out of the Force Awakens, going, oh no, watch another one of these damn movies again, you sons of bitches. Yeah, yeah, you were complaining in line about that, too. Yeah, because I hate breaking my word. That was my word coming out of Force Awakens. Is, you have killed my love of Star Wars. I will never pay to watch another one of these damn things again. And, you know, went out of my way to tell people, I will never watch another one of these damn things again. And then I realized that I do a podcast and was like, Oh, Lord, I gotta watch one of these damn well, things. Well, and you'd gone to Rogue One. Though you did not do an opening... But that was how I. That was the reason I saw Rogue One. I was, oh, that's do, right. I was doing a part. I've not. The last movie that I went to because I wanted to see it, Star Wars wise, was The Force Awakens. Yeah, Rogue One. I went because I was doing a podcast. It was like, eh, you know, I gotta talk about this, and I can't talk about it if I don't know what the hell is going on in it. So I went to go see it and liked see, it. See, you felt guilty going to see it because it's going against your word, but then you enjoyed it. Finally, Rogue guilty One. Pleasure. Yes. Finally, a guilty pleasure. Last Jedi, you enjoy shit on it. Eh, eh. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> That's just when people went, you see new Star Wars? Yeah. She like it? Hell no. That wasn't a guilty pleasure because there was no pleasure in it. I walked into that movie going, oh, Lord, this thing ain't going to be worth squat. And it wouldn't. I did get to see Mary Poppins. What? If Carrie Fisher went, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! It would have been perfect. She couldn't talk. She was in space. And unconscious, yet because she could still use the forwards. Her eyes open, she was conscious. Alright, so any last parting shots about guilty pleasures? Don't have them. I kind of enjoyed The Last Jedi. If, uh, Not a whole lot. Uh, but it was, a, it was such a step up from Force Awakens. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed There were the aspects scenes. of it that I liked. Oh, good lord. I enjoyed how they shot some scenes. Eh. It's. I took that one to the grave. Yeah, you know. 
Yeah. She's kind of a confessions sort of, uh, oh sort God. of thing anyway. It's like going on here and going, I like Batman v Superman. Uh. Never seen it. Uh, uh. Never will see it. Yeah, but you In just... fact, the only one of us that has seen it is you, and you keep telling us to watch it. Oh, yeah, because Misery likes twice. company. You've seen it twice in the theaters. And didn't pay for it either time. I and saw you should it feel guilty about that. <laughs> the first time, I saw it for free, and then the next time I had somebody go, well, I don't want to see this, but I don't want to watch it alone. I'll pay if you'll sit through it with me. And I said, okay, <laughs> you're going to regret this. Ah, I want to see it anyway. All right. So I sat there, I ate my popcorn, and I napped. <laughs> what? I have a built-in defense mechanism against bad movies. You're old, so you can fall asleep at any moment. You're damn right. I will go to sleep. I did it my third viewing of Wonder Woman. Yes, I've seen Wonder Woman three times. I didn't say nothing. I was not saying nothing. I mean, that movie has decent action scenes. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Yeah, it does. It out of like, the I DC like that stuff. Movie. Yeah, it's, it's watch it three times. Watch it every day for the next three days. See if you like. All right, fair enough. A third time I might be yeah, like, I right? I, I did don't not think it would hold up that well. Yeah, I didn't want to go see it that third time, but a friend of ours went. You know, I really wanted to hang out so I could see it. So, you know, I went because I'm kind that way. And... <laughs> what kind of way you were grumbling about it? But anyway. Because I didn't want to see it. <laughs> it didn't change the fact that I'd seen the damn thing twice and I didn't want to watch it again. But it was, you know, it meant a lot to him, so I went, oh, hell, hell, I'll go see it. And I promptly sat in there with sleep. <laughs> and wake me up when she gets, wake me up when she gets to the battlefield. <laughs> what? It's the first time she's Wonder Woman. True, true. Anyway, any parting shots? No, no, I took mine and, and took the mockery I deserved for it, so. Yeah, you really do. Ugh, God. Yeah, how dare you enjoy things? I know, I know. That's saying that I don't enjoy stuff, but Lord. Just not that stuff. Just not the stuff he doesn't enjoy. Because he's old, Christ. Yeah, it sucked. You just did a whole show and it sucking. And what did I stress? I did not hate this movie. That's the big difference in liking it, though. I said I, like I didn't hate aspects it. Of it. I said I didn't I hate it. I liked it, I think was the term I used. I didn't hate it. I hate The Force Awakens. I merely loathe The Last Jedi. Oh, well. Glad you cleared that up, then. Well, one's a raging dumpster fire, and the other one's a smoldering dumpster fire. All right, Tarky, as our token young person, any parting shots? Um. Are you going to confess that you really like Aquaman? That movie hasn't come out yet. No, I'm just talking about Aquaman as a character, period. Um, I liked him in one specific movie. Yeah. Justice League, Alternate Universe, Fighting the Crime Syndicate, I believe. That's what they're called. I don't... I mean, the animated... The, one of the animated... director video, yeah, yeah. 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 Batman teleports in to people to fight. Yeah. Alternate Universe teleports in. Aquaman teleports in, looks at a man, and then jumps him and starts just punching away. And I enjoyed that. Because that's the kind of Aquaman I want to see, where he doesn't talk about his powers, he just punches things. Yeah. Crisis on two Earths. That was yeah, it. That was it. All right. Then that has been this episode of Man, I'm Too Old for This Show. I have been your host, the Todd Father, and I've been joined by... The experience of some called Jason. And... The token young boy. <laughs> he went from token, token young person to token boy now. Good lord, he's... 
devolving as we speak. Turkey. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll get my name in eventually when these two old men stop talking to each other. Yeah, good choice of that. Uh, anyway, catch you later. Peace.